Hey, I'm Beth Herbrock, and you're listening to the Good Folk Podcast. This podcast will dive into the lives of some of the talented folks that make our Good Folk Supper Clubs truly magic. Good Folk Supper Club is a pop-up dining experience in the Garden State, where at the heart of it, we're all about good food with good folk for a good cause. Come join us. Special thanks to our producer, Ming Chen, of A Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Hi, hi. Thanks for joining us for the second half of our two-part podcast that we recorded live from the very first Ironbound Ballers Retreat, a food-filled firefest held at Ironbound Hard Cider Farm in Asbury, New Jersey. Hosted by food pirates Ben Walmer of Highlands Dinner Club and Mike Lee of Food and Tech Connect, The Future Market, and Alpha Food Labs in New York City. Be sure to check out our show notes at goodfolkssupperclub.com for links to all the badass food ballers. Oh, yes. Great. Can I grab you? Do you have a sec? This is good. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. We got the man himself. Can you introduce yourself, sir? I'm Ben Walmer, founder of Highlands Dinner Club. DJ, lighting designer, pig smoker, (laughs) fire starter, welder. Um, So we uh, spoke a little bit to Mike Lee earlier, asking about the um, impetus and creation of this event. I want your side of the story. How did this come to be? What is my side of the story? Wait, how did this happen? Oh, it it started, gosh, that was uh, maybe eight months ago. Uh, Mike invited me in to go out to dinner with Damien and Jordan and Carolina, who's here, a few people who are here, and a couple other people. Um, and we went out to dinner in the city, and um, Mike mentioned Ironbound Farm, and a few people at the table were like, oh yeah, I've seen pictures of that. That looks pretty rad. We would we should go out there. And I was like, yeah, you should totally come out. And then I think right there at the table, that sparked up a conversation between Mike and I, w- the idea of doing a retreat, and like just bring, bringing ballers out here to... Uh, to spread the word about the place and to just do what we're doing right now. This is freeform cooking thing. Bring so. a sleeping bag, yeah. a few layers, some boots, get yeah. dirty. I yes. love it so much. What are you um, most excited about this evening? What are you excited about tasting? What are you? What's tickling your your fancy right now? Well, I'm enjoying myself a great deal now. Like Mike, I think I don't know if right now in that. I'm not responsible for much beyond just facilitating things. So this is a new role. This is a, exactly. This is, this is a new. You know, thing. we we when you're prep, used to being captain. We prepped for a while last night. We got up. We slept. We went to bed fairly early last night. Got up very early. Started fires. Started prepping for brunch so that we could feed folks when they got here. But then when that was done, it was kind of just like our job was to say, "Here's this huge list of proteins." convey that to everyone and go and make it pick your thing and do it and and here it's been happening so it was exactly what we uh hoped it would be and the bites are amazing let's see what's my the oysters are were over the top right uh, i saw them smoked on open flames I mean, earlier 40 chefs together with crazy ingredients like i start th- when you start thinking about the things i've tasted and it starts running through my head of course i'm slowly but surely forgetting them over the course of the evening and yet I will remember it. Uh Oh, the uni and the hot rice at brunch, the 
Within the first um, 10 minutes of my arrival, I think I had um, chicken livers. Oh, yeah. I had a simmered coconut milk and rose concoction. I had some French wine. Oh, I didn't wine. try that. I had, um, oh, my God, the smoked fish or the the, the tuna, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, it yeah was the, the tuna heads. Uh, that, that was, we, a menagerie the, of flavors call, in my face the, uh, in five the, minutes. The, the seafood carcass tower was what we named it late last night. The idea of a seafood tower, but... Instead of some nice shellfish and dainty shrimp cocktail, just a giant towering plate of collars and, and it's heads. been clawed at. Yeah. I mean, it's been yeah. mauled, yeah. mauled. Yeah. Yes. And then there's donuts. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. just, everywhere you turn, there's the, a new surprise. The, you mentioned the chicken liver. That's another one. When you said that, that's brought the memory back. That was Ian Canauer's chicken liver kale sandwich with fermented uh, uh, chanterelle mushrooms. That was wild. It was badass. Hashtag Yo Ablo sandwich. It also disappeared in a minute. Yeah, maybe it, it a minute and a half. Gone, I mean, gone. people just. I just like, saw people holding it like in their claw, like just this lump of sandwich, and like while they were cooking other things, just putting it in their face. Packing bowl. it. Yeah. Packing it in. <laughs> packing it in. I love it. I love it. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks so much. So Thanks awesome so much. to have you guys here doing this. Thanks for yeah. Can you chat and roll balls at the same time? Can we <laughs> sure. do this? Of course. Can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, my name is Carolyn Keeley. Um, I'm a food and beverage startup advisor, and I also love to bake. It's one of my passion areas, so I do that with, with HDC and these guys. So you are presently rolling out what will be fresh tortillas, is that right? That's correct. Yes. It's also ball-shaped, like other things that I love to do. Um, I recently made a bunch of croquembouche that are actually cream puffs that are filled with lots of different things. So it's been a theme week or a few weeks of ball making. So. <laughs> Sorry. You I can could go down many rabbit holes with that. <laughs> but comedian, I am not. So I'm going to go back in my zone. Is that what I tasted earlier that had the uh, the lemon curd? And what was that beautiful, beautiful creation? Uh, so I created a pavlova yes. for the event. And what I did, what that is, is like a crispy meringue. And I rolled it up. And inside of it, I had um, homemade lemon curd. And I made a whipped cream, which was folded into um, some cranberry compote that I also made myself. It was outstanding. And it was topped with pomegranates. Pomegranate and seeds. Um, and I had persimmons as well since they're in season. Um, yeah, it was pretty successful, I'd say. <laughs> so you have your um, hands, no pun intended, in all sorts of um, different things in the food industry. So what are you most excited about right now? I know working with food startups, there's probably lots of innovation and change and things to see all the time. What are you most curious about right now? Um, I'm really curious about the white spaces where people are not investing right now or not getting into. Um, my particular area of interest right now is innovating and creating food for, you can't eat that sweetheart, um, creating food for um, uh, categories of people like seniors that we're completely ignoring. Um, so that's become a huge passion area for me to try to figure out what we can be doing for that population. Um, I'm thinking uh, meal kit services, um, meal replacements, um, institutional food that needs to be updated, food in hospitals, things like that. So that's become a real passion area for me. You mean more than liquid uh, Ensure in a can? There's more? Yeah, I mean, there's isn't more? it delicious? <laughs> it's basically chemicals in a can. Nobody should be eating that. Um, so I see a lot of future um, potential products that could come out of that. Um, so I 
I've been trying to figure that whole thing out while I'm advising different food startups on, on aspects of their business and strategy that don't really work for them. So that's really, I get so excited about supporting entrepreneurs. That is way cool that you have the passion. I sense it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank thanks. You. <laughs> I didn't want to pull away from like the most intimate fire pit oh, conversation. Yeah. Can you introduce yourself, please? Uh, my name is Carolyn. I brought rose milk for this gathering. So I'm a writer. I'm not a professional chef. I don't work in the food industry. I just cooking is my creative outlet. It's a very um, grounding sort of activity for me because I spend all day in my head wrestling with words and ideas. And so cooking is the way I kind of bring myself back to earth. And so the rose milk is this traditional Indian recipe. It has a very like grandmotherly kind of quality to it. And it I said it was a warm hug when I tasted yes. it. It tasted like a warm hug. I'm so glad you felt that. That's the idea. So it it sits on the stove for about six hours. It's a mix of coconut milk, um, cashmere rose petals that I got when I was in India, um, soaked cashews, honey, and uh, coconut sugar. And then you emerge and blend it, and it just creates this thick, delicious, just hug. Yeah, it's a hug. <laughs> and so it's one of my favorite recipes. I just absolutely love it. And to me, it, it captures what I love about cooking, which is just nourishing and caring and um, being an expression of love. It feels very feminine and sweet and maternal. And that's what I love about making food. So I love it. We talked a little earlier about how just the act of even prepping and preparing food can be so grounding. Yeah. Which, um, it's really amazing. It's also very communal and, and pulling everybody together and, and sharing that kind of that love and that intention you see it tonight for sure what are you most excited about um, tasting or experiencing here oh my god everything everything um, what's been inspiring to or what me? has been the biggest surprise that you have tasted I know that we've been like you know munching and sipping already for hours um well I met uh, a man who is so passionate about both coffee and seafood and those are two of my favorite things and I was like who is this person and he had these like rare clams that I've never even heard of and I have yet to try them but I tried his coffee and it was phenomenal so he's that no was joke. inspiring <laughs> very inspiring to me <laughs> I love it well thanks yeah. thanks so much Thank you. can you please introduce yourself sure my name Cassidy Brown. Allison Rapson. And tell us a little bit about, we're here at the Ironbound Ballers event. Um, how do you all know Mike and Ben? Tell us a little bit about how this all came to be for you two. Yeah, of course. Um, so Allison and I actually worked together. Um, and we met Mike Lee through Carolina Santos Neves, who's an amazing chef. And through the amazing guys, they have a food group called Four Happy Men. And they own Loose Rouge, Etiquette, and Sauced in Brooklyn. Um, and we live in Brooklyn, so we're all just a group of friends interested in similar things. And though Allison and I aren't chefs, like the idea to come together with friends who are and have them cook for us is a pretty amazing invite. Friends with food is, is always a good connection. Yes, absolutely. So what are you all um, passionate about in, in and around the food world? What is it that you that you do? How, what do you do, do together? So Cassidy and I have two businesses together. We have 
a boutique production company called We Are The XX, where we traveled around the world creating documentary film content around up-and-coming women who were female leaders and activists and revolutionaries in their countries. And from there, we ended up doing a lot of consulting work and just sort of advising on different um, corporations and individuals that were interested in reaching women. Um, but, you know, building a space in the brick and mortar industry is something new to us, and that's what we're doing. Right yeah, now. so we took kind of what we learned from our first company and we're building a membership club in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. We say it's a membership club for modern leaders, but within the membership club, we have um, a restaurant and a bar. So we're still in the process of building, uh, we're still in construction, but we're still fo we're forming our food program right now. And Carolina, who I mentioned earlier, and another amazing chef who's also here, uh, Dave Cornell, is they're operating our food and beverage system. So it's also just a learning experience for us to connect to more creatives in the food industry to get ideas for our menu and also just ideas for events and things like that. Um, what is the name of this new club? Oh, yes, the club is called the XX House. And this is an interesting evolution. So from, from documentary filmmaking into owning a brick-and-mortar space and having this membership, can you expound a little bit about what that evolution is? I know, it does seem a little like, like odd as far as businesses go, but with our production company, as Allison was mentioning, we focused on female leaders around the world. And in general, just what is the future of leadership and leadership values? And it is our belief that the feminine, feminine side of the leadership equation is undervalued and it's what is needed to move us forward. And we believe feminine principles and values exist in both men and women, just as women have masculine attributes and men have feminine attributes as well. And so what we did from our just learning of filming is that we took those ideas and we produced them into programming. And so with the space, when we're saying it's for modern leaders, we have seven program tracks, all based around the feminine principle to help people become holistic leaders. Um, and then we're complementing that with like a beautiful amazing space and a space for you to work as well and conference rooms and things like that and then of course a great food and beverage program to keep you there and keep you nourished so really creating a strong supportive community exactly. a place where people can come together and really encourage and nourish and support these new ideas and yeah in absolutely turn. I mean I think that one of the things that became very apparent to us, um, just paying attention to our social political climate, was that the idea of belonging um, became increasingly important as we were in a climate that was really conducive to uncertainty. And that's really predominant in our time and space right now. So we wanted to create something that, like, could gather people together but in a way that they were gathering to work toward a future that really represented who we are and what we want and the majority of us at least in our New York City Brooklyn environment really want a benevolent and equitable future and so building that really asks us to 
look toward uh, a feminine emphasis and it's not a gendered conversation so just like within all men and all women like how can we find a place where the feminine is also included in the conversation so that's what we like to do in our space and I think that's something that conversation is so important in so many different areas from you I think had mentioned you know politics and leadership but even in um, different roles in different industries, for example, in the food and beverage and hospitality industry, which, you know, we're surrounded by a number of people in that world, that conversation resonates there as well, big time. So yeah, I, I think it's a conversation that is resonating amongst all industries. And as we're in a time where it's like, okay, we've called out the problem and we have the stats on why that problem exists. And we have a little bit of knowledge on how we can make it better. I mean, some things are very obvious around women and men, but in general, as far as how do you completely shift an industry, um, no matter what industry you're in, like it's going to take some creativity and coming together and really listening to each other to make those changes. And so those are the type of conversations we hope we'll be having there. And I think that kind of transparency, transparency, sorry, I'm still tongue tied. It's, it's 30 <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah, We're warming shivering. up inside over a little cider. Um, those kinds of um, conversations and, and hopefully the trust and transparency that can evolve with some type of a club communal environment like mm-hmm. that will then be able to take those shared experiences across all those different industries. Exactly. It would be our idea that we can come up, like think of it as somewhat of a think tank as we're all ideating around this and then everybody as they are established leaders can take it into their company into their industry and be like... I want to test this out. You know, I've tried this theory and we're going to try to bring this, yeah, into right our on. business. So this is not to add to your business load or your model. <laughs> but I always am um, so aware of how fortunate um, I am to live, you know, in and around the tri-state area and having um, lived in Brooklyn and New York for a number of years and now living in New Jersey. Being originally from Atlanta, is there the possibility, obviously you will have a brick and mortar space, but is there programming for women that do not live in and around the tri-state area or online access? Is that something you're thinking about? Um, I know this is, this, this might be something far into the no, future, I think, but you know, for us, you know, the clubs for both men and women and right we have a lot of, uh, you know, diversity will be extremely important to us. It's always obviously difficult when you're opening a new space to make sure you're also including socioeconomic diversity. Um, so for us, how we've thought about it, like I'm from Nashville. Uh, Allison's from a small town in Ontario, Canada. So we understand to not being connected into a major urban area the lack of access what that can provide or not provide so I mean the idea is that we have yes some programming will be open to the public but with our background in production the future for us looks like being able to start really creating uh, content from our programming and then distributing that so at least because we'll be having amazing keynote speakers come in um, and distributing that content obviously will be open to everybody who has access to the internet just making information accessible I'm very excited for you too. This Thank is you. this is amazing. Do you have a do you have a date? Do you have a an- we will, 
we're hesitant to give an exact date because this, right. this is our yes. first, no, only just because this is our first brick and mortar space. And so we've definitely learned uh, a lot There's about construction and a lot yes. about permits uh, and everything does take longer than you expect, but we will be open in 2020. So I like that. Yeah. I was just going to say, fingers crossed, 2020. 2020, yes. exactly. I love it. I How can um, people find out more about what you are doing right now? Uh, we would love for you to visit our website, which is just thexxhouse.com. Um, and we have a sign up where you can like, you know, log into our newsletter or sign up for a newsletter and we'll send out information around that. Um, and then, yeah, Allison and I also with our production company, it's wearethexx.com and we have all our content and our series are up there as well if you would like to watch that. Right on, right on, right on. So I like to ask uh, most of our guests on our podcast when I mentioned the phrase comfort food, because we are surrounded by lots of food and beverages. And um, I think it's interesting since you are, both of you are in a very different industry. So what does comfort food mean to you? What does that phrase mean? I mean, I think it means a lot of things, but I think why we do so much of we do of what we do is built on the same principle of the sense of belonging and just feeling like you are part of a familial and familiar space and so I think that that can mean a great many things for me um, how I create comfort you know it can be something as simple as a beautiful tea that tastes really familiar um, I think carbs in general are very comforting here, here. Here, here. it's like this is full on gluten from your ancestors <laughs> straight to your heart that kind of thing but just like where you know that you like you belong right here and whatever that means, it's, it is its own language. So, how uh, you can bring people to that space. I mean, I think comfort space. food often perhaps resonates with what you had as a child, maybe. Uh, but for me, like being from the South, born in Kentucky and raised in Tennessee, comfort food for me is definitely just Southern food. And the smell of Southern food and like even uh, there's a restaurant in Williamsburg, maybe we went to it, it's called Pies and Thighs. And it's yes. a take on like a Southern diner. Yes. And it still has like what some may say, you know, to be unhealthy things of like fried chicken and whatever, but they, they source, they source organic ingredients of free range chickens. And I, that's like just the perfect combo for me. It's like, I know that this is, uh, maybe caloric wise, not my wisest decision, but as far as like good food coming from farms, I know, and that, and with the Southern twist is like, that's my idea of comfort food. I think one of the things in the current food landscape that has me a little giddy is this return of the meat and three which is something that's really big in the south where you would come in and that you would pick very your southern. three and I didn't Love know it all until I met Cassidy and was like what is a meat and three and now it's crossing the borders and it's it's popping up everywhere from California to New York and yeah I love it but with with that kind of southern mentality but now sourcing lo locally and um, tweaking ingredients just enough that it's it's very thoughtful in, in um, where they're sourcing. And yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. There's a mean three. So I grew up right outside of Nashville in downtown Franklin. It's a big music city. 
and there was a meet and three place that like no matter how famous you were or whatever economic family background you came from because it was affordable everybody went and so you'd go and you'd be like there I'd be there with my mom and then with my single mom and then also like why not a judge be right there and everyone just was down with the meet and three in that particularly that place and so I think yeah that idea of like a price point that meets everybody's needs and like a meal that's comforting for everyone I love and familiar yeah absolutely and inclusive it includes everybody you're equal at the table no matter what your socioeconomic background are who yes I love it I love it well thank you so much thank you, thank you. thanks Hey, Joel, can you stir and talk at the same time? Absolutely. Always. Stirring and talking is my favorite thing in the whole world. Can you introduce yourself, sir? My name is Joel, like Paul, but with a J and two L's, just to make it interesting. And I love waffles. <laughs> he is uh, vigorously stirring as we chat, as we speak. What are you making, sir? I am uh, creating a riff on a stuffed potato. So I've got a potato waffle. We'll be topping it with a black garlic whipped cream, a bacon crumble, and rosemary, just to add a little yumminess to it. I like it. That's a solid, savory waffle. Yes, indeed. And how do you know the gentleman behind the Ironbound Ballers? The Ironbound... Ironbound Ballers! This well, is the Ironbound Baller event. Yes, Ben Walmer <laughs> and I became friends when he was working for me on a project... Uh, called the Roselle and he was my lead architect and the kind of head of marketing and branding. So the relationship runs long and deep. I like it. Both. I yes. <laughs> With Ben Walmer, it always runs deep and long. So what was something that you tasted this evening that was a true surprise that made your brain explode? So far, well, the mole had a real kick. And uh, Agreed. I did actually... Mix the mole with some excellent grits. <gasps> grits? Grits. Fine, Magic fine, grits. sir. Magic grits. Made by yours truly. Yes, indeed. Well, it was nice chatting with you and good luck with this waffle mix. Pleasure. Thank you very much. How are we doing? We are good. Could you introduce yourself, please? Uh, my name is Gunnar Bentley. I'm the executive chef for Ironbound Farm. Can you tell us and all of our listeners a little bit about how your involvement with Ironbound came about and what you're most excited about here right now? There's a lot of growth and there's so much been stuff going on. Um, I found out about Ironbound through Highlands Dinner Club, HDC, through Ben Walmer. Um, I found this place and I, I've never could have asked for a better job in my life. I mean, I, you I could, wear many hats. I do wear many hats. I'm one of the managers for the for the tasting room. Uh, like I've been here every day that we've been open to the public. So I haven't had a weekend off in over a year. Um, so and then we started our food program. So then I could do um, all of our food, and then we brought Dan, um, who I think you've interviewed. Yep, yes. So he's our GM now. So me and him, we, we joke that, you know, we're each other's work husbands. I like you it. Know, we see each other every day. We're, we're here every day. You're the Ironbound family. It's yes. the Ironbound marriage, yes. Um, it, it's the, the, the cooking that we do here, and the, just like tonight, the chefs that we bring here, 
and that you know we have our mother fire which is a beacon to chefs chefs just come here and want to play on it and can you explain a little bit or describe what the mother fire actually is so so the mother fire is a 30-foot grill um, so we designed it uh, a, a team I really didn't have that much to do with it um, just a, a wonderful team of designers and architects that started talk of this mother fire grill and the idea was we would have one fire the mother and from that fire we could f we could take coals and feed all of our other grills all of our pits and we just keep one fire going um, so the the design started as like a, a 10 foot grill and then pretty much probably a, a long night of drinking cider was like why not make it 30 <laughs> why not make How a four ton go? grill How big can yeah. we go? well i can attest that the heat is intense it's amazing and it's, it's amazing. cooking capabilities are pretty astounding yes yeah we it's, were it's every day we're finding out new ways to use it so it's just an ever-evolving thing and our iron worker um, who, who built this whole thing we give him any idea we're like well, we need this kind of basket or this and he makes it for us so well i think at one point tonight there is a full suckling pig on the roast there yes. were grilled oysters there was a large pot of grits there was a wild Those grits were fantastic goose, by the way you, sir and some pizzas and some homemade tortillas i mean all at once on the mother fire so that it's uh, it's a pretty impressive we, we need to go back to these grits cuz i'm a Dive deep I, in the I'm, grits. I'm a southern boy i had i had to represent a bit of the south you know I mean, me there's from only Atlanta. what two of us that are from below the Mason-Dixie here. So what I realized when Ben was discussing menu options yes. and people were responding, there were tons of proteins, lots of seafoods, of lots of the animals, but where were the carbs? Where was the stick to the ribs? No. So I thought that the grits would be a good, you know, that base layer, a solid base layer. So when there was, when there was talk and the emails and all the chatter about, you know, bring something that is close to your heart and that's what everybody brought. I thought about grits too. Ah, I didn't amen. bring anything to this party. I just, well, I brought the mother fire. You brought love yes. and sweat and tears and dedication, <laughs> Gunner. You I'm, brought, I'm a, just, lot to, you brought today, a lot to the table. Today's been so fantastic because I'm not cooking. I'm support staff. So if somebody wants an onion, cook, you know, chopped up, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm ready with... I got my knife in my back pocket. I got my plate around my neck. I'm ready to You're go. You're the celebrity sous chef tonight. That's right. You slice it, and you I, dice it, you grill I it. it. I like. I absolutely love it. And oh. your grits from us, from one southerner to another, they were. I'll take it. High five. Out of the world. High five. Out of this world. High five. Oh, well, thank you so much. And tonight has been amazing. Um, I only wish that this could happen all the time, except I think it's going to take at least a month or two to get this uh, smokiness out of my skin yeah. and hair and clothes. And I love it. So it, it. It becomes a part of you after a while. It is. It's a part <laughs> of us. The mother fire. The mother fire. Well, thanks, Gunner. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Good Folk Podcast. Be sure to subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and be sure to follow us on social media at Good Folk Supper Club. 
And don't forget to check out our website at goodfolkssupperclub.com for information about upcoming dinner events.